Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. This is episode number 485 for Wednesday, the 4th of January, 2017. It's so nice to have you here, Jeff. First you? episode of 2017. The first episode of 2017. That's the theme song. Yeah. How now was your you holidays? Know. My holidays, <laughs> do we want to get into it? I was sick. I had everything go wrong. But you know what? It was good for the kids. We had a great time with the kids. And well, that, to me, was all that really mattered. Pretty much sounds like my holidays. We yeah. even had a hospital trip in there because things a were just so trip. bad. Yeah. But yeah. I enjoyed it. Two weeks off. Good. I, I enjoyed time with family. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. That's yeah. really what it's about. So Absolutely. Um, tonight, we've got a great show in store for you. And it's uh, going to be a, well, kind of a plethora of features tonight. Mm-hmm. We're going to be looking at a VESA mount that is going to take your computer display and allow you to stand it upright just like a normal computer monitor or... Lay it down as a low profile. It's called a limbo stand. It's going to actually lay down your monitor. It's perfect for settings like this here in a studio. Yes. Or, you know, we're going to look at some other use cases as well. But think about your kitchen counter. If you have a touchscreen computer, how perfect would it be if you could lay it right down and uh, use it while you eat your cereal? You have a touchscreen computer in your kitchen? No, I'm just saying you could. Why not? Because you can. Don't spill milk on your computer, please. Yeah. (laughs) After that, we're going to be looking at the Nest thermostat. They say it can save you a ton of money. We want to find out how that's even possible. I'm intrigued. Thermostat. Now, is is that not the one that had issues with security in the past? We might even talk about that. Welcome to our new 2017 set. We're going to call this Studio D version 4.0. Have you had that many changes since being within Studio D? Well, we had uh, Studio D uh, A, and then we had uh, the green screen, then we had the interview set, and this is our fourth iteration, so... All right, then. Yeah, there you have it. And speaking of new set, we got kind of sick of having Sasha Dermatis way over there on the green screen, so Sasha, how are you? I am great. Hi, everybody. Yes. (laughs) We're all on one screen. (laughs) How did we do that? Through the magic of television and new tables. Right. And standing. Less, less camera switching Standing, now. yeah. Standing. I know we can, like, we can move around and stuff. <laughs> it's exciting. You know, it's funny. I'm a little bit afraid that they can reach my, each other. Well, my... my <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to be moderator. And when you see me step back like this, that's me moderating the conversation. My initial reaction was, now everybody will know how short I am. And then I think my subconscious, like, actually works to the point <laughs> where I forgot my boots. And now I'm wearing, like, heels. There we go, Sasha. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and this will give me a nice, like... Leg workout too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Burn. Yeah. Oh, feel it. Feel it. In the... Oh yeah. You can feel that. That's good. <sighs> Sasha, what do you got coming up in the newsroom today? Well, here are the stories we're covering this week in the Category Five TV newsroom. The UK government is cracking down on sites selling fraudulent degrees. The manufacturer manufacturer of the iPhone hopes to replace their humans human workers with robots. Drone deliveries are so 2016. Now Amazon wants to make the whole warehouse fly. Kingston is pushing the envelope with the release of their two terabyte USB flash drives. And don't blink, the leap second has already happened. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. This is Category 5 TV, and I'm Robbie Ferguson. Surrounding me tonight, Jeff Weston. Hello. Sasha Dermatis. Hi. 
Hi, Sasha. That's weird. I can yeah. I can see you this time. Yeah, we're not looking like craning our necks, looking over and everything. I feel like I'm part of the team. I know. This is going to be a lot of fun. Folks, hey, comment below. Tell us what you think of the new set. Uh, this is kind of our first iteration of it uh, as we kind of just uh, pull everything together and see how things are going to work. Now, we've got bells on the set. We don't... Does yours work? You gave me a broken bell. There we go. There we, go. <laughs> we don't yet know what they're for. So if you've got ideas in the chat room, Sasha was thinking maybe, you know, there's some crutch words that I use sometimes through the show. And, right. you know, if Jeff and Sasha catch me on it, then maybe they get a couple points. And at the end of the show, I got to, like, play, like, Mad Libs or something. I don't know. Who knows? Hey, post your comments below. You guys have any ideas? Could be every time uh, I mispronounce a, a city or town in the UK. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We'll, no, we'll never get through the show. <laughs> Really bad for People will be like, what's that bell that we keep hearing? I think it's a new drinking game. I think for today's show, we should ding the bell every time we catch Sasha thinking that she's off camera. Because she's never been on camera the whole time. Right. So right. It's... Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be me reading the chat Exactly. Room. Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. It could happen, folks. It could happen. Well, welcome <sighs> to the show. We've got the chat room up. Nice to see you. If you're not already joining us in the chat room, get on to Freenode. Uh, you can connect to irc.freenode.net, and uh, our chat room is called simply Category 5. And, of course, if you're not sure how to do all that, you can just head on over to category5.tv slash chat. Or you can go down to the footer and you'll see the community chat room there. Lots of ways to get connected in the chat room during a live show. And, of course, there are folks that are, uh, that are waiting to connect with you as well throughout the week. Mm -hmm. Everybody uh, have a nice New Year? Amazing. Anything yeah. exciting? Do I, I got a juicer. That's it. That's my you got, excitement. You got your juicer? I got my juicer. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is all. How about you, Jeff? Um, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nothing exciting. No, I got, um, I'm getting into, uh, Becca knows that I'm trying to learn, like, I'm making hobbies out of things that I should know, like soldering. Oh, okay. Being able to create projects. I'm doing a lot of home repairs and things like that of little electronic devices. The kids are damaging headphones. My daughter pulled one of the cables out of one of her e headphones, yep. and I pulled it apart right then and there. I've got a, I, I saw your battery-powered soldering iron, and so I oh, ended yes. up picking yep. up one of those, um, which we actually incidentally carry in our shop, shop.category5.tv. Uh, but with that, I don't have to mess around. I don't have to get everything out. Yeah. Um, Becca will tell you that I've got my kind of soldering station on a cutting board <laughs> just ready for it. And, uh, you know, I, pull, I pulled it out and right there and then soldered um, my daughter's headphones. Nice. So she was all impressed. And so I'm doing very, very simple little things like that. But Becca got me uh, a build-your-own motor kit. Ooh. So I'm going to be actually creating a motor from, that like, you've neat. got the magnetic wire. Right. And it's a spool. It's not a motor. I've got to build it myself. Uh, but it started with uh, Da Vinci... Um, little boat here that is, is oh, on our set Oh, did you build tonight. that boat? I did, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a simple build, but when you're building it, it's about learning the the um, the intelligence behind the design of this particular boat. Right. And it was, you know, hard to believe that this guy who also painted the Mona Lisa designed the first, like, paddle wheel boat. Right. And uh, it's pretty neat, so. See, what I found interesting about the boat is it's on the table, Never seen it before. I walk in. I'm like, oh, how's it work? Bluetooth? Sorry, oh. Jeff. <laughs> From the 1400s. It was the first boat ever. 
It's a boat. Well, it wasn't the first boat ever. Yeah. It was the first paddle wheel boat. It was uh, up until then. It was all the side rows. The rows, yeah. Right. So now it's like, okay, this is like a foot paddled boat, right? With paddle wheels on the side, and they're interconnected through mechanisms so that they both spin at the same speed. Or you can mechanisms. Word mm-hmm. of the day. Brilliant. Is that our word of the day? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know that we're going to use that one too often. So what <laughs> am I supposed to do now? You're just going to have to throw mechanisms into the middle of a chat about Nest. Mm. Yep. But it has no mechanisms. It's a smart oh. thermostat. Oh! 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 He did it! How did you even do that? Okay. I manipulated you. It's all about mechanisms of the mind. <laughs> and that's how it's going to go. Right. Speaking oh, of... Mechanisms. <laughs> Tonight we've got uh, the uh, the Limbo monitor stand. We're looking at the uh, Limbo monitor stand from Ergo Mart. Um, it's the SL102. That's your search query, but you can get on over to our website and uh, and check it out. We sell it through Amazon. Cat5.tv slash Limbo. And uh, what it allows you to do is take a, a standard computer monitor and change the form factor altogether. Lay it down on its back. Uh, I don't know if you've ever really wanted that, Jeff. I can think of a couple of scenarios. Obviously, right here at the studio, it just makes sense to have a touchscreen monitor laying down. Now, as far as the functions of it, could Mm. you use it for literally any monitor? Anything from 15 inches up to 28 inches, I would assume. But, I mean, I've got, what, a 27-inch monitor on here? Mm -hmm. This is a flat-screen 27-inch, and uh, it supports that just fine. See, I'm thinking... I realize Mac is a bad word, but I bought my wife a 27-inch Mac for Christmas. Oh. And uh, And other times when it might make sense for her to lay it down. Well, yeah. And so with our desk, we've got, uh, I think it's 21 inches of clearance between the shelves, but if I could remove the... Um, the base to it. Oh, okay. And just have it angled slightly. I could fit it in there where she has her laptop. So I'm wondering if that yeah, would work for, for sure. that. But I don't sure. know if it would be compatible with Mac. Well, let's... Uh, oh, yeah. If it has yeah. a VESA mount on the back, and we'll look at that. Um, it supports 75 by 75, 100 by 100, and 100 by 200 millimeter. So cool. get your measuring tape out. Look for those four holes on the back of the monitor, uh, or the back of the computer in this case, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll see um, it may be a 100 by 100. Uh, if it's a little bit heavier, it might be 100 by 200. So okay. it's important that as you order this, um, that you are that you already kind of pre-know what vest amount you're looking for because you don't want to accidentally order a 75 by 75 and then find out that you've got 100 by 100 because right. it's not going to fit. I- okay. I bet you, though, if you did order it, you could return it easily on Amazon. They do. They, <laughs> they, do they a, are very they helpful, would, but yes. you, you'd probably find that you want it now. You want it now. You want it now. <laughs> and so uh, you don't want to delay things. I've got uh, just a, an old monitor here that we've got kicking around at the studio. Uh, Jeff, we're going to actually set this baby up. Perfect. With Ergomart's SL102, the Limbo monitor stand. Now, one of the things that you see with a standard traditional monitor stand, this is just a ThinkVision, pretty traditional monitor. Um, I like these monitors because you can turn them vertical. Um, so that works really well for me as I'm coding. Uh, it makes it so that it's kind of the form factor of a piece of paper rather than a landscape. Right. Um, so there you go. That's the stand that comes with it. But as far as profile goes. Look at where my monitor is lying right here, and this is a 27-inch. Now take this 19-inch. That's as low as of the profile as you're going to get. That's not low. In a scenario like a studio here, now if I had that right in front of me, it would be obstructing your view of this. 
right? Uh, but think about um, live. So now you're just obstructing this. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, think about a live performance where quite often you've got the soundboard at the back, you've got a couple computers running everything, mm-hmm. and the monitors are quite often obstructing the view of the stage. True. Right? Wouldn't it be nice in that scenario to lay it flat on the desk? Yes. Without having to go through the process of having a desk custom built and all this kind of crazy stuff. Um, here's an option that just allows you to throw it on there. It's easy to install. You're going to find tonight we're going to do this in a matter of moments. Uh, Exciting. And also, uh, another scenario I mentioned, and you laughed at me, but kitchen counters and desktops around the house. it makes sense on a kitchen counter instead of a... I, a lot of people just use their phone or their, sure. uh, or their like, tablet, tablet yeah. Yeah. for true, recipes. Because yeah. sure. I, I use my recipes 100% off of the internet. Mm-hmm. That would be perfect. But if you use a computer a lot, and a lot of times I have seen um, computer monitors sitting on the kitchen counter like mm-hmm. this... Yeah, no. Like we're talking Bad. a decent sized kitchen with that in yeah. the corner and a keyboard and everything. But with a touch screen, you've got the capability of, you know, you've got your YouTube videos if you want to watch mm-hmm. things. It, it plays a bigger function than just a tablet or something like that. Right. So uh, so let's get the back off of here. You see this is a vessel 100 by 100. If we were to measure, we would see that it is 100 millimeters by 100 millimeters. So this simply has a couple screws here. We're going to lay that down like this. We lay it flat, Jeff, so that we're not going to drop the monitor when the stand comes off of it. That is wise. Okay. Got my handy Black & Decker tool. I'm just going to pull that right off of here. Simplest upgrade for a computer screen ever. Thank you, sir. You got that? I got it. Did I get that one out all the way? I don't no, think I you did not. Almost. There we go. Okay. You can just set that aside. All right. Who's got nails? Uh, this is how it comes. I have a pen. Just like this. Oh, I so think we small. can do it. Look at that. Oh. Look at that. It's that fancy, easy that? to open stuff. <laughs> there we go. Your oh. unboxing for the day. Bubble wrap. It's Ergomart's SL102 Limbo Stand, and that's what it looks like. Just like that. Oh, that's so perfect. with the monitor on it, it can stand up, right? Right. And this will move up and down. You can see that there's a mechanism here to actually to actually move <laughs> this up and down. Is anyone <laughs> keeping score? So this can be moved up and down depending on the size of the monitor, whether you want it to be vertical or horizontal, and it can be turned on the fly. Okay. It also includes a magnetic wrench to adjust that, tighten it up, and then that can just be stuck to the, the frame in order to keep it safe. Oh, okay. So you don't lose now, so what is the rating as far as weight for that bolt? Because it's, just, it's well, just a bolt. Oh, for the bolt? Yeah, well, it, it's a, it's a um, what do you call that, a lock nut. Okay. Okay. Um, the, the stand itself, in, lowest, in its lowest profile, will hold anything up to about 28 pounds. Okay. Um, in its upright, uh, now it does have a low um, center of gravity, but uh, you'd probably want to be anywhere from about 15 to 20 pounds in the larger, uh, if you're going to have it upright, uh, when it's laying down, obviously. Right. It can be a little bit larger. Um, so let's set that there. I think I threw the screws over here somewhere. You just tossed them aside. I did, too. Oh! <laughs> I love this new set. There, that is, those are screws. That wasn't just a random little satchet of... Yeah. I don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> That's all there is to it. There's just four screws that came with it. Uh, so, Jeff, we're going to just... Put that down here. All right. I can't believe you got me on that. <laughs> the unintentional word of the day, and you I keep know. using it. 
So now they've found one. Subliminal message. It's going to change every week. I'm going to have to work on that. That's true. Okay, get that all lined up. Do you, do you know how to put a screw in there? Well, if I had it lined up properly, it would probably help. You got me laughing too much. Well, that's what we do well on the show. Have that's a good right. time. Yes, good guffaw there here we and there. Go. Guffaw <laughs> teehee. Just kind of get those in with your thumb, and then we'll use the screwdriver to tighten them up. Come on. Oh. <laughs> Come on. That's always the way. He drops the screw. There we go. It's <sighs> fully articulating to the side there. This will be a two-hour show. Yep, just waiting for the screws to go. <laughs> for our five-minute install. Yep. Okay, I love this. I really do like this idea. And this is a good, high-quality stand. That is a handy little uh, screwdriver. This is a great little tool. And you know that what I like? neato. You know what I like about it is that it takes four AA batteries. It's not a proprietary Oh, nice. Cell, right? So if the batteries ever die on you... Now, I use rechargeables, obviously. Um, but if they... Eco-friendly? Yeah. If they can't ever... <clears throat> if they can't be recharged, if they're at the end of their life, you can just replace them with new lithium... Right. Or uh, <clears throat> nickel metal hydride batteries. There we go. That's it. We're done. Wow. So simple. Yeah. Okay, so the first thing we want to do, obviously, this is kind of sliding around. You can see that. So we want to tighten that up. So that's where the wrench comes in. Um, so we want to kind of align that with the base of our monitor. Uh, just a little bit extended beyond that. And then... It's all about the base. All about the base. About the oh, base. all of a sudden I remember what I did on New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have been that good if Karaoke? you remember. Karaoke? Yeah. Karaoke. Turns out there that song only has that line in it over and over again for about two minutes. Have you seen the Star Wars version? No. It's all about the base, no rebels. No way. Nice. Yep. We should awesome. do another music video. Because that doesn't yeah, let's, take let's any time at all. No, no time at all. So there you have it. <laughs> the uh, limbo stand from Ergomart. Um, you can see right away that it is a slightly lower profile, Absolutely. even upright. So we're, we're not six inches off of the desk. It's sitting like that. It's good and stable. And then, this is what I love about it. Ooh. Nice. That's lovely. Low profile, laying it down. Uh, we can take it down to, what does the specification say? Looks oh, like 15 22 degrees? and a half degrees. Oh, 22 and a half. Okay. So if you look at that, um, you know, that's as low as you're going to get it with that particular monitor. Now, I could actually slide this down, loosen that, um, that lock nut, slide this down a little bit, and it's going to give me even a, a closer to the desk form factor. Right. Uh, nice. But as far as your touch screen goes, that's going to work really, really well. And uh, I, I like that. That's cool. It's available at cat5.tv slash limbo. And uh, maybe you can think of some great ideas for where, where that could be used. I think uh, maybe that would work for... I, what do you think? I feel like at my office at work. That would be great. Be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so adjustable. So you think about your wife's Mac, right? Yep. I so, actually, it would not work on her Mac. It wouldn't? No. Why is that? Uh, because looking at the back of her Mac, it's uh, just the round pl um, oh, the fancy profile. Thing. And Can it you remove a piece of plastic? Uh, I would have is to take a little the whole piece back of, of the housing off. No. So... I would. Uh, Might be a warranty issue. Are you at serious? That point. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What is it? A Mac? It's. Uh, it's an iMac. iMac. Yep. iMac. Yeah. No. No space. <laughs> That's uh, mount. Oh, they have one. Oh, they got. No. It. Let's see what it says. Oh. It is. See, um, if you take a look at that. Oh, so, so you, you remove... need an adapter. Oh. Okay. 
It has an adapter available for it. Ah, okay. But it is part of that assembly. See that? Okay. You can just do a quick Google image search for iMac Vesa, V-E-S-A. But the one we're looking at tonight, this is the Limbo from Ergomart. It's the SL102, and you can check it out at cat5.tv slash limbo. There you have it. Nice. Let's set that baby aside. Well, that's exciting. Perfect. Well, that's all we've got for the show tonight. That's it. (laughs) Thank you for watching. (laughs) No, we've got other fun, exciting things. What do you got for us, Jeff? Uh, did you hear about the uh, the guy who confused facial recognition technology? I did not hear about this one. Okay. So I have to show you the picture. Okay. Uh, and I will show it to everybody else as well. Okay. Do you see a face? Is this like one of those things where if you go slightly cross-eyed? No. Do you see a face, no. Sasha? Okay. I see what looks like a, like a whole bunch of Does, tiny little... Is there a way to zoom in on this? I can kind of go like this. There, I'll, it's not really clear, not really, and you're getting out of focus. That's closer. okay if you can't oh. see a face. That okay, you can't see a face, right? No face to this. It's like squares. It looks like Digipat, like the the camel that doesn't re- um, repeat right. instead of traditional camel with the right. Line, it's yeah. all digital pattern. What's so? A, what's the, a search query so I can bring this up on the screen for them? How can I? How can we see this thing? Um, I got it from a news article on Mashable. Um, but it's, um, what would you call it? I don't know. It was part of the Hyperface project. Hyperface. So it was a guy from Berlin. He was an artist and he wanted to find a way to mess with the facial recognition algorithms in facial recognition technology. Right. So he came up with this pattern that facial recognition algorithms actually determine that this is a real face. But because this pattern isn't in the system, it can't figure out what the face is. Really? It's, yeah. So it confuses the heck out of the the, uh, the facial recognition technology. So facial recognition, which is meant for two-factor authentication, yes. for enhanced security to let you into buildings and things like that. Right. And he's able to take an image like that and turn yeah. it into... And it, it's recognized a, as a face. And does it, let, does it recognize it as the face? No. not the. It's not a face for actually like breaking into a system, yeah. but it, it confuses it. It's saying, this is a face, but I can't figure out what the face is. How is that even possible? I have no clue, but it works. I saw this, uh, I think it was today, and I was like, this is amazing. That's nuts. It is really so, neat. It, it's, you know what? I, what? Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you. Uh, I was thinking it reminds me of, do you remember the news story that you did about, um, oh, was it OK Google? OK Google. <laughs> and then it would bring up websites and right. all kinds of things, right? It was yeah. like an obfuscated or uh, just messed up bot voice that would right. run commands out of this gibberish noise. So, and the phones would all react to it with OK Google. Right. You remember that? No. It reminds me of that. <laughs> remember, you're within arm's reach this time. <laughs> I remember it. I'm going to check back and see and make sure it was me who did that news story. It was you. What it's saying here (laughs) is that these patterns uh, appear as facial features, and then the visualization software interprets it as a face, but overloads and oversaturates the algorithms, uh, Mm -hmm. causing the system to break down. To break down. Yeah. Oh. So it crashes. Yeah. Oh. That doesn't sound too good. No, it's Apparently like a you can even print the You're saying you can even print it like on clothes so that you walk in with the shirt and just stand there in front of the camera and be like, this is me. 
just to know. just to break the machines. Just to break the machines. Oh, Jack. Going back to your Mac, uh, Leech X One says <laughs> everything that is Mac requires an adapter. Yes. What gives with that, Jeff? It is true. Proprietary yep. stuff. I know. Hey, this is Category 5 Technology TV. You're watching episode number 485. And this live broadcast is going forth on the 4th of January 2017. Happy New Year, everybody. This is our first broadcast from Studio D and our new set. Here we're calling it uh, version 4.0. I think that works. Yep. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Hey, uh, get us in the chat room. Make sure you comment below if you're watching this on demand. Give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. We really appreciate that. And hey, share it with your friends. And certainly if you're watching live, it helps us out if you later also watch it on YouTube. Just bring it up and, uh, and that counts us for that, uh, that view. When you're watching live, um, that doesn't obviously in increment our count um, when it comes to our YouTube views. I appreciate everybody that's been watching on YouTube. It, it does make a difference. And Absolutely. We're starting to see those numbers really climb. Um, for the longest time, I stayed away from YouTube. We stayed with our own broadcast mechanisms and everything and finally <laughs> decided to give in and switch over to YouTube. And it's been really good to us. So appreciate everybody watching through that platform. Jeff Weston. Yeah, man. You're building a brand new, beautiful website. What? Aren't you? No. Am I? Oh, you're a terrible actor. What? This is where acting comes into play. Oh, I didn't know we were acting. You're supposed to act. Okay, fair enough. All right. yeah, I'm building a really cool website. Are you building a really cool website? You need hosting. One of the things about a hosting account is you don't want to have limitations put on your website. It's true. How much hard drive space do you have? How many email accounts? How many domains can point to it? Well, we've got an amazing deal for you. For a very limited time, cat5.tv slash dreamhost. For just $5 and a bit of change per month, you are going to get unlimited website hosting, unlimited email accounts on that hosting uh, service. You are also going to receive a free domain name. Ooh. So your own .com. Nice. To put that amazing website that you've been working on it's on true. there. If you run, if you want to build a WordPress site, fine. Sign up. Cat5.tv slash dreamhost. Just don't put Panama Papers on it. Just don't do it. But hey, uh, it's a great deal, folks. Best deal you're going to find. $5 and change per month. Go to cat5.tv slash dreamhost. Sasser Dermatis. Yes. You don't have a newsroom anymore. You've got uh, know, a just, studio set where we're just kind of hanging out. Just kind of hanging out here. We don't have any pictures to put up or anything like that. I thought, you know, we could maybe get a, a t uh, like a flat screen TV or something if the donations say, hey, that's something we want to do. Right. Um, so if that's something that you'd like to see, we could take down the clock and put up a flat screen TV and Sasha's news pictures could be up there and little video clips Perhaps and things like that. this week you could just mime out the news stories as I'm reading yeah, I'm thinking. them. So what do we got? We've got... Uh, you mentioned a couple of different yeah we like it microsoft and exactly amazon amazon yeah yeah see that's good what? fraudulent um certificates i don't even know how you would do that <gasps> he's got yeah. it exactly there's the meme um, oh yeah. and adding an extra second Deja, deja vu. What? Good job. Good rehearsal. You know, I, I was thinking, you mentioned the clock. It could be really fun to, like, take a show, do it live but disjointed, then put it all together 
for the little Easter eggs so that people are watching going, what's going on with the time, yeah. man? Just, you know, it'd be a lot more economical to just take down the clock and change the time every couple of minutes and then edit out that moment. But not as techie fun. Mm. Right. I did, I did say to Robbie, what happens if we run a little late starting? We're going to change the clock so it always looks like 7 o'clock? I said, no, you know what? No. Season 10. And uh, here we are on our new set, uh, 2017. It's pretty laid back. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So, hey, if we're a couple minutes late. It's like how we've done one hour and 20 minute shows. I know. We kind of just rock. It just happens. And we're not cutting it off in an hour if we, uh, if we decide if we to continue If we still have on. things to talk about. Yes, exactly. There's always something to talk Speaking about. Speaking of, Sasha Dermatis, I'm going to jump over to you, and you can tell us what's, uh, what's going on. All right. I'm Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories for the week of January 4th, 2017. More than 40 fraudulent websites have been shut down in a major crackdown on the sale of fake degrees. The sites closed included those selling authentic-looking certificates using the names of real British universities. Others were providers offering distance learning courses but were not valid UK degree awarding bodies. An agency set up to investigate the issue, Higher Education Degree Data Checker, or HEAD, said it had reports of more than 90 bogus institutions. The investigation found fake University of Kent degree certificates on sale in China for only £500. The government announced a crackdown on bogus providers in June 2015 with the aim of prosecuting and taking down fraudulent websites. HEAD has now asked new graduates not to take photographs with their real degree certificates in case they inadvertently aid fraudsters. A spokesperson spokesperson for the Department for Education said degree fraud cheats both genuine learners and employers, so we've taken decisive action to crack down on those seeking to profit from it. I understand asking people not to take a picture with their degree or certificate. But I'm proud, and this is me holding my certificate. Like, ser- seriously, I have like a million siblings, and I have a lot of friends, and I feel like every single time any of us graduate anything, even if it's like a new level of luminosity or sure. like it could be anything, it's yeah. always like a picture taken. I have Google Analytics course. Um, graduation certificates printed on my wall at work. Right? Like, Did you? Yes. T- but you took. A I took the course. I went through the step-by-step questionnaire. Exactly. Mm. It's going to be so hard to catch these people. Did you know I am ESET Canada Sales Company of the Year this year? That's side note. I know. Oh, we, we that's won, good. Uh, what is it? Um, Partner of the Year. Congratulations. Wow. So that's pretty cool. That is awesome. Well done. Yeah. Thanks. Sweet. Thanks. I mean. I don't on know a, how I got on that, but I'm thinking about certificates, and this right. is a certification. It, that's true. On a, I added to the footer of the website, can, 2016, Partner of the Year. Super. Yeah. Now, I mean, on a, a serious note for this, it does mean that people could buy for 500 pounds a university degree that would cost them otherwise tens of thousands of pounds. Here's the thing. <laughs> They're only shutting down institutions that print fake um, certificates for real or seemingly real universities mm-hmm. that, that use names that are very, very close to the real university name. Right. Because it's right. fraudulent. It's like taking money and making fake money that looks just like real money. Well, they'll stop, they'll stop that. But they're not stopping Monopoly from printing Monopoly money and Canadian Tire from printing right. Canadian Tire money because right. it's obviously fake. So it's important to note that you can still buy certifications from Starfleet. Oh, that is important yep. to note. Really? Yeah. 
You don't even have to go to the Academy. Starfleet Academy uh, doesn't exist, apparently, according to the government. But you graduated from it? It's I'm on the, thinking it's on I the might. Wall. You might as well. I might just graduate from them. <laughs> that would be hilarious. You know, <laughs> somebody should start a Starfleet Academy University. And it doesn't have it to, anything to do with make like it legit. aeronautics just call or it. anything. Just I'm going to start an education facility and call it Starfleet. Yeah. I do I think Star Trek has it. They have there. a course in either a college or a university around here that is how to survive a zombie apocalypse is the name of I'm the sorry, course. What? It's wilderness training. It's wilderness training, but they call it How to Survive a Zombie Apocalypse because they know more people will sign up That's for it. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, see? So it's marketing. It's, it's smart marketing. marketing. So Starfleet yeah. Academy would get more people excited to go it's to like, school. It's like flight school or something. Yeah. Something like that. Or like uh, maybe like if you're into like stellariums and things like that. I don't know what you call yourself if you're certified. A stellarist? A ste- stellarist? stellarist? Just stellar. You're super stellar, folks. Super stellar. Okay. <laughs> Foxconn, the Taiwanese manufacturing giant behind Apple's iPhone and numerous other major electronics devices, aims to automate away a vast majority of its human employees. Dai Jiapeng, the general manager of Foxconn's animation committee, says the company has a three-phase plan in place to automate its Chinese factories using software and in-house robotics units, known as Foxbots. The first phase of Foxconn's automation plans involve replacing the work that is either dangerous or involves repetitious labor humans are unwilling to do. The second phase involves improving efficiency by streamlining production lines to reduce the number of excess robots in use. And the third and final phase involves automating entire factories with only a minimal number of workers assigned for production, logistics, testing, and inspection processes. The company can now produce around 10,000 Foxbots a year, Jaipeng says, all of which can be used to replace human labor. In the long term, robots are cheaper than human labor. However, the initial investment can be costly. It's also difficult, expensive, and time-consuming to program robots to perform multiple tasks or to program a robot to perform tasks tasks outside its original function. That is why in labor markets like China, human workers have thus far been cheaper than robots. To stay competitive though, Foxconn understands it will have to transition to automation. As of last year, Foxconn employed as many as 1.2 million people, making it one of the largest employees in the world. More than 1 million of those workers reside in China, often at elaborate city-like campuses that house and feed employees. By replacing humans with robots, Foxconn would relieve itself of any issues stemming from its treatment of workers without having to actually improve living and working conditions or increase wages. But in doing so, it will ultimately end up putting hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people out of work. Do you have any questions, comments, thoughts, concerns Jeff, about this, this, Jeff? I'm here. I'm like, it. round one, fight! I'm hearing it, and everything in me is screaming bad news. I, I understand that we are in a world where we want to do things better and cheaper and all that kind of stuff, but if you're going to come up with a completely automated workforce, like putting millions of people out of work, I mean, this is just one company. Yeah. When this catches on, what else is, I mean, think of the Huge auto company, though. Well, I mean, think of on, the auto man. industry. If they can make this work for producing things like, say, iPhones, mm. 
and completely automate a f- like something small like that. Imagine putting together cars where you don't need people anymore. The mass impact this would have globally. I mean, you're going to see unemployment go through the roof. And, and there, I mean, the fact is, you're not going to be able to recoup those jobs. There's not, it's not going to be like, well, for every robot we make, we're going to need 10 more people in the manufacturing of the robots because eventually they're going to get the robots making robots and we're just right. in a situation where somebody's going to have to be Neo and wipe out the computer. Right. I, I mean, I... <sighs> see, I'm, I'm also like... My th- I'm, I'm a union guy. See, so this hurts. My thought on it is that a lot of times, and I'm not saying every time, but a lot of times, especially in countries where they have their employees living at the factories that they work at, the conditions are horrible. That's it, yeah. And if you're not willing to bring that up to standard, it is better to let those people go, even if it means forcing some sort of social change in a way. But is right? but it's better removing than ins- the worker the solution? It, yes, improving it the condition would be better. But yeah. are people willing to actually More pay expensive. the money toward the product that would then funnel down to improving the lives of the people making it? I'm thinking about like really cheap clothing companies too. If sure. they could just automate that, these. then those poor people wouldn't be stuck inside sweatshops. I think we have to be very careful though that the solution does not become replacing human people. Human people? Human people. <laughs> human people Humans. The, the solution is not to replace yes. them with robots. Yes, but that's you what look they're at doing. It. No, but you but, look at it and you say, well, the the working environment is deplorable. The right. people, um, Bob K. 54 is reminding us that uh, Foxconn, the company that we're talking about, who manufactures iPhones, actually installed netting so that people would not be able to commit suicide. But that, that is a sad fact. It is, but that's a lot of that is because of the working conditions. I right. mean, this is a whole social so economic issue. those people with robots does not solve the issue. No, it makes it worse. It, I don't know if it makes it worse. Absolutely does. You've, you've got a million workers that chances are are making right. no more than 100 bucks U.S. a month in wages. Ouch. Right. You're going to tell all of them, sorry, we realize that you're below the poverty line and that we, you know, we pay you peanuts and it's horrible working conditions and a lot of you don't even want to live anymore because of the working conditions. So we're just going to replace you so you have nothing... Right, these to. are people who are being enslaved. They're uh, one step. They're one step uh, above being slaves. So change global working conditions so that, that everybody be, has a decent job. That would be the How? best thing to do. But let me tell you, no person is going to choose to be working inside a factory in those conditions if there is an option at something better. And the only In a lot of cases, there isn't. There isn't an option. What are your thoughts? I don't know. Comment below. Um, get us in the chat room. I don't know. You know, where's the line? I know. I, I just, you can't. This is not a solution. I think this I is probably want... one of the most polarizing news stories we could ever have. I because agree. of the social economic impact. Right. Yeah. And I agree that these people need a job. But I just want them, them to a have... a significant severance package i know i just say look we're gonna save x number of dollars over the next 20 years here's your wages for those 20 years and just, let's give you you know two hundred thousand dollars to get you started i know uh, that there's always these crazy stories out there but i remember seeing i think i think it was like cbc or something but an interview with somebody who was in their early 20s who had literally never been outside they were born in the factory they worked in they had never seen the light of day <sighs> pretty if sure that, that's a human rights violation you yeah, think. you don't say. Uh, but I did say. Yeah. 
It's so, so hard being here in Canada where we're so blessed to have such freedom and such laws that protect workers right. and, mm-hmm. and the rights of human beings. So to see that kind of thing happening is just mm. it's crazy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's move on. Do we to have any happy news stories? Well, we have some Amazon news. All right. Amazon's I like good. This. Amazon's good. Okay. Amazon has filed a patent for a massive flying a massive flying warehouse with, equipped with fleets of drones that deliver goods to key locations. Carried by an airship, the warehouses would visit places Amazon expects demand for certain goods to boom. It says one... One use could be near sporting events or festivals where they would sell food or souvenirs to spectators. The patent also envisages a series of support vehicles that would be used to restock the flying structures. The fly... The filing significantly expands on Amazon's plans to use drones to make deliveries. Earlier this month, it made the first, its first commercial delivery using a drone via the test scheme running in Cambridge. In the documents detailing the scheme, Amazon said the combustion, the combination of drones, not the combustion, the combination of drones and flying warehouses or airborne fulfillment centers would deliver goods much more quickly than those stationed at its ground-based warehouses. Also, it said the drones descending from the AFCs, which would cruise around and hover at altitudes of up to 45,000 feet, would use almost no power as they glided down to make deliveries. The patent lays out a comprehensive scheme for running a fleet of AFCs and drones. It suggests smaller airships could act as shuttles, taking drone supplies and even workers to and from the larger AFCs. Amazon's patent was filed in late 2014, but has only now come to light thanks to analyst Zoe Levitt from CB Insights, who recently unearthed the documents. Hmm. So that means you can get your stuff real fast from Amazon. If it's, it makes sense that at a Star Trek convention, that they would just this would just fly down from the sky, right into my hands. See, and as you're reading the news, what I'm picturing is Nick Fury standing on this floating device in the air owned by Amazon nice. with Mark Zuckerberg having his Jarvis programming talk behind him and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm pretty sure this is the Avengers. <laughs> I can't wait to see what this thing looks like. Yeah. I don't I'm, know what to super cool. I'm excited to see it. All right. Kingston Digital Incorporated, the Flash memory affiliate of Kingston Technology Company Incorporated, the independent work world leader in memory products announced yesterday that their data traveler ultimate generation terabyte gt the world's highest capacity usb flash drive data traveler ultimate gt offers up to two terabytes of storage space what? and usb3 performance what? amazing can you imagine yeah, two terabytes two terabytes small little thing Perfect. Come on now. My data traveler is 32 gigabytes. Yeah, two terabytes. Two terabytes. Power users will have the ability to store massive amounts of data in small form factor, like up to 70 hours of 4K video. That is mind-blowing. Data traveler Ultimate GT is rugged as well with a zinc alloy metal casing for shock resistance. This is the next step in portable solutions for storing and transferring huge files. Data Traveler Ultimate GT ships in February and will be available in one terabyte and two terabyte capacities. It is backed by five-year warranty, free technical support, and legendary Kingston reliability. I feel like that would make it so easy to back everything up. You could easily back up all your stuff. Just have two. Yeah. You could just back stuff up like crazy. I think this is totally incredible. But 
what's going through my head is two terabytes on a flash drive. How long is that going to take to load? It's USB 3, so we're talking... Not, not bad at all. Three gigabits a second? But still, that could take a while if you've... I mean, depending on what you've sure. got on there. I mean, we're not talking necessarily text files. If you've got two terabytes, chances are you're filling it with video and whatnot. Sure. But you're going to do it one video at a time. You're not necessarily going to fill two terabytes right. worth of video all at one. There one will film. be somebody who will do it. <laughs> sure. sure. I love it. I love, like, the Kingston stuff is coming out, like, hard and fast and strong all how the time. How many gigs was our, our entire torrents for Cat5? Our torrents. Let's take a look at torrent.category5.tv. And what you'll find is that over the course of seasons, because the quality of the show became higher and higher, and now being 1080p, um, the files get bigger and bigger. So torrent.category5.tv. And I'm sorry that I can't bring this up tonight on your screen. That's because uh, of the new set and things are just kind of getting configured and set up. But uh, you can bring it up. Torrent.category5.tv season one was 9.68 gigabytes. Oh, see, this is like I'm looking at it going. Mm. I was thinking, oh, you can get them all on one flash drive. You can get them all on one flash drive now pretty much. 361 gigs of video altogether. See, that's amazing. You can pick up one of the Kingston flash drives and be like, I've got all of Cat5 with me. There you go. And you can download it right from our site. Bring it on vacation. Exactly. (laughs) While on the beach. I'll be on the beaches of Hawaii going, I'm going to watch season one. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. It was me with a webcam in my basement. Things have been stepped up a little bit since then, technologically. We have two terabyte flash drives now. That's crazy. And wasn't it like 30 years ago Bill Gates said nobody would need more than... um, 640K. Yeah. Yeah, at what point they closed the patent office too, though. So people have been doing weird things. Mm. Remember that time when they were like, nobody has any new ideas. We'll just close the patent office. We're done now. I don't remember this. No? (laughs) I will find out exactly when it happened. It was years and years ago. Was it before I was born? Yes. Okay. That's why I don't remember it. That's ha- right. Do you have more for us? I have one I see more. Story. One more story. The addition of an extra second to 2016 didn't cause too much tech chaos, but it did lead to some websites being difficult to reach for about 90 minutes. A leap second is an additional second added at the end of a month to compensate for the fact that the Earth's rotation is slowing down very gradually and can also be altered by ma- major seismic events and thus slips out of sync with atomic clocks. The International Earth Rotation and Reference Systems Service calculates when one is necessary, and so far 27 leap seconds have been added, though only five in the past 18 years, all at the end of June or December. The second is officially added to the Coordinated Universal Time, UTC, used as a reference by most computer systems by having an out-of-the-ordinary 23 hours, 59 minutes, and 60 seconds. While the process is simple in concept and comes with six months of warning, it can potentially cause problems with computers. While many machines work from remote time signals, which either literally broadcast the extra second or send an instruction to add a second, some simply can't cope with the idea that a minute doesn't have 60 seconds and needs manual intervention. Popular science notes that solutions include pausing the clocks for the final second or literally slowing down the clocks over the course of the day to spread the extra time out so it has no significant effect. According to Cloudflare, the 
extra second caused one of the numbers in its software to turn negative, something that the software wasn't designed to cope with because the code writers worked on the sensible enough idea that time can't run backwards. <laughs> part, yeah, part of Cloudflare's okay. DNS resolution process involves using time codes to generate a random number, a step which fell apart when a negative number was thrown into the mix. Right. That's crazy. Fortunately, this only affected 0.2% of DNS queries, and overall fewer than 1% of attempted visits to Cloudflare clients threw up error messages. It hmm. affected you? We'll do a, a who is query on cdn.zechariah.com. Guess who hosts it? Cloudflare. Really? So our site assets, uh, Uptime Robot, started telling me, hey, something's down. Oh, it's back up. Oh, something's down. Oh, it's back up. So if you were on our website during that time, our website was up, but various assets on different CDNs kept going down and weird, and like it would be down for like 30 seconds and then back up again. Huh. So, yeah, that was, and that explains why we had those issues. Um, Because I was like, what is going on here? We had just an extra second. You know, no big deal. See, I was waiting for the New Year's countdown. I was waiting for everybody to go... 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 1. Happy New Year. Yeah, why don't they just do it like happen? that? 10, <laughs> that would 9, be hilarious. 8, 6, 5. <laughs> Done. <laughs> just, problem solved. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Thanks for watching the Category 5.TV newsroom. Don't forget to like and subscribe for all your tech news with a slight Linux bias. And for more free content, be sure to check out our website. From the Category 5.TV newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermatis. Thank you, Sasha. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and you will find our website at www.category5.tv. Folks in the chat room saying, Robbie's blocking the logo. There you go. You can also see it here. So, but I think I have it on mine, too. Can you yeah. see that? <laughs> I hope you're having fun tonight. Let us know, what do you think of the new set? Uh, of course, we're kind of working out the kinks and mm-hmm. figuring things out. I think it's working fairly well. Uh, I think so. Considering, so. It's comfortable. <laughs> Albert R. says, we need to bring some of that Linux bias talk some geekery and tonight we're not actually looking at linux tools but what we're looking at is the nest thermostat so can we say that it's kind of you know a little bit more along the tech lines than the political stuff that we accidentally got into yes but uh certainly okay so nest thermostat is pretty neat because one of the things that they claim is that with this thermostat so simply buying and replacing your house's thermostat with a nest thermostat is going to save you anywhere from about $135 to $145 per year. Which is a big deal now in Ontario that our gas has gone up (laughs) significantly. Wow, I didn't even want to go there. How did this get political, (laughs) says GWG. (laughs) Kathleen Wynn. (laughs) No, but it's true. I mean, it's now cost more to heat your home, and being the dead of winter, I think... What Jeff is trying to say is with the cost savings, you can buy right. really cool things like, for example, a Star Trek drone. Or, or a Raspberry Pi. A Raspberry Pi. Um, Star Trek, the next generation Bluetooth communicator badge, Ooh. which you just have no reason to buy beyond the sheer geekery of it. You're thinking about it. I'm trying to come up with something. I feel like it would be great to wear that while you're holding your certificate from the Starfleet Academy. I think yes. so. Okay, so wear, talk about Nest. Okay. okay so now, was this not the thing that had the issues in the past? The issues in the past. Now, now security? Or Nest something? security was um, a concern at one right. point. And, and now, um, with the current 
generation of Nest and with the firmware updates and everything, everything is set up to be very well encrypted. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the communication that happens between Nest, the Nest servers, uh, the Nest servers in your app, uh, it's all done through encrypted connections. And they're using sophisticated encryption in order to uh, establish all of those communications. The other thing to consider, Jeff, is that Nest as a thermostat, now this is a smart thermostat, so it monitors things and learns from your behavior. Right. One of the things that I love about Nest is that it sees you. It it knows, not not visually, it's not like facial recognition kind of thing, but um, more along the lines of a motion sensor. So if you enter the room, it knows, hey, I'm going to turn on the screen because you probably want to see me. And there's your Nest all Hmm. lit up and nice. Um, But also, it, it combines that with... Uh, the motion sensor technology with the Wi-Fi compatibility of your phone. And right. we'll actually know if you've left the house. This is a less creepy version of the girlfriend in a box. <laughs> not, not at all like that. <laughs> right. Girlfriend in a box. Uh, what was it? Gate box. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing, though. But using that information, knowing that you've stepped out of the house... Now, I set a target temperature. So okay. now Nest allows me to change between Fahrenheit and Celsius. So we'll say uh, about 74 degrees, 75 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, can't say Fahrenheit with a stuffy nose. Uh, 20, <laughs> 23 and a half degrees Celsius, give or take. Wow, and you like it warm. Yeah. It's winter. We'll turn my, it down to 15 in the summer. My goodness, I, I, I still like it, you know, 20 you're wearing Tops. a wool jacket. Well, in here, I yeah. got to look good because we're standing up. Oh, but. well. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm not wearing a wool jacket. <laughs> so with this information, so Nest knows, okay, you've left the house. So now talking about security. Right. Yeah, it seems kind of dangerous that your device is communicating that data back to a server. However, keeping in mind that it is encrypted, man in the middle can't get a hold of that information, and we can feel confident that that information is held safely. Okay. Okay, so... What does it do for us that this thermostat now knows that I've been out of the house? So it monitors the app that's in my pocket on my phone, okay. and it knows my geolocation and says, okay, well, you're in the house or you're near the house, so I'm going to have the temperature at your desired uh, target temperature. So that's my 23.5. If I leave the house, it sees that the app is disconnected from the internal Wi-Fi. Right. Uh, it still gives right. me access through my mobile internet or through whatever Wi-Fi I'm connected to, but it, um, it sees that I've left. So then it says, okay, well, let's look at the motion sensor. Are there still people in the house beyond the person who has the app installed right. on their phone? Okay. And it uses the motion sensor to say, oh, there's still movement, so we're going to keep at 23.5 degrees. So then if everybody leaves the house, this was kind of cool. Um, I, I went away for uh, a bit of a Christmas do, and Nest... I pulled it out. Um, I was on the Wi-Fi at a family member's house. Pulled it out, and it showed me that it was in eco mode. So having left the house, my Nest thermostat has now disabled my furnace in such a way that it will stay within the threshold that it's still safe for my plants, it's still safe for the animals, it's not going to get too cold, it's also not going to get too hot, um, but it's saving energy because it doesn't have to maintain that specific, I'm comfortable at 23.5, but the dogs are fine at 20. I would say 17. You 17? could be fine at 17. <laughs> no. If you're not you'd there. You'd be fine at 17 and not there. The dog would be fine Absolutely. at 17. Absolutely. The plants will not die at 17 degrees Celsius. You'd be great. 
So um, with that, so now I took a little bit of a, a video to show you the thermostat itself. Uh, I do like that it, it turns on when we approach it, but also um, something to mention is that it's a lot smaller than I was expecting the form factor to be. I thought from the from the marketing material that this was going to be about the size of a CD. Do you get that impression when you see... It's going to be about that big? It's about that big. It's really? about the size of a bell. Huh. Um, so much, much smaller than I was expecting. Um, and in comparison to a CD, DVD, it's, you can see the, the size difference is, is quite substantial. So it's a lot smaller. The, the one thing I don't like about that is that now it comes with this back plate, but because my original thermostat was bigger than the Nest... Now I can see where the previous owners of the house have right. painted around their thermostat. Right. And I've got this awful looking... Now I've got to paint the whole wall if I want it to look nice. Or just put some sort of decal around it. I thought about that. I thought yeah, about getting those... some kind of sticker that I could put behind it yeah. and mount it all on top. Uh, I've yet to find one that, that would work. thinking that this would be really good for landlords with tenants, right? Because if sure they could control remotely the temperature, mm -hmm. then they wouldn't have tenants that like totally pump up the jam in the house and then leave. Yeah, well, and let's take it one step further, because if there are tenants in the house, let them turn on the temperature and that's fine. But yeah, I mean, if they leave and the motion sensor senses exactly. that nobody's home, it will adjust it, the temperature accordingly. That's perfect. That said, let's say you do temporary rentals. Right. right? How ideal is it that when somebody checks out, bring up your app from the comfort of your home, and it could be on the other side of, uh, you know, of Barrie, and adjust yeah. the temperature because it doesn't need to be kept warm because Lovely. nobody's staying there at the time, right? Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, so let's get a, an actual, you know, look at this. Um, you can scroll through um, on the device itself. You can turn the device. You can push in to, to adjust settings and kind of click OK. But what's interesting about it is the fact that the app allows you to connect to your Nest thermostat from anywhere in the world as long as you've got an Internet connection. So I've got my phone here with the app, and this is live in real time. So I'm on our studio Wi-Fi here, and yet it sees that my home dining room is 23.5 degrees Celsius. So if I click, I can see that. And I can actually, now I can see that the, the furnace right now is on. Okay, oh. so the furnace at my house, because the screen is red, I can see that mm -hmm. the furnace is on. Right now you can see that little, uh, that little line there just below where it's set to 23.5. See that line that stays static? It says that it is currently 23 degrees, so I can adjust that. Now, as I adjust that, my wife at home would actually see that moving back and forth and adjusting on the screen of the Creepy. nest as well. Mm, it could, could be if it wasn't for the fact that it's me demonstrating it on the air. <laughs> So I can actually turn off the furnace by bringing down the temperature, and now it's 22.5. It's going to detect that, hey, the house is already 23, and it's going to turn off the furnace for those at home. It's going to wait a couple of moments to do that. Oh, there, oh. It, just, it just turned off. So the blower on my furnace is now off. That's so cool. My wife and kids sitting at home right now, the furnace just turned off for them. Now it's going to turn back on again. So I can see the inside humidity is 33%, uh, which is good. And I can adjust that um, from the furnace itself. But it, it, it's nice that I have that on my display. And then I've got uh, the outside temperature, which is kind of brilliant as well. Um, right. Just nice. It measures feature. the outside temperature? It actually pulls that, because remember, this is Wi-Fi connected. Right, okay. So it has access to the weather forecast. And right. All of that information is available. So I can actually see ah, okay. what are the conditions. Is it raining outside? I can see that right. within the app and on the screen of the Nest thermostat because it's a smart thermostat. Right. So I'm going to go into, now, a couple of settings here at the bottom. You can see, okay, you can set it to actually heat, cool, heat and cool, or eco mode. So I can force it into these modes. So even if I'm home, 
if I don't, you know, if I'm curled up in a blanket, I can put it into eco mode and I can force that myself. What does eco mode do? Well, I'm going to click on settings here and go into my eco temperatures. And you can see that it will turn it down as low as 15 degrees Celsius. And it will make sure that it's never any hotter than 28 degrees Celsius. So that'll keep my plants safe in the, in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it won't get too cold from the air conditioner being on too long or too hot from the air conditioner being off. Right. So it'll keep things. And we had that happen. And it was a shame that we didn't know because we were at the cottage that our plants were dying under the heat of not having the air conditioner on that was an unfortunate thing so we can avoid that with our nest so we can now connect to this from anywhere and adjust the temperature at home it also works as a bit of a kind of a warning system because i can see from that app that you see on your screen right there i can see if the temperature drops below a safe threshold i'll know before I ever have before it ever happens before it ever becomes a concern I'll see the temperature dropping and when it hits 15 degrees I'm going to know oh something's wrong with my furnace This is right. great for people who winter away so say you spend sure the winter is, yes. in Florida or my stepmom spends the winter in Mexico right mm-hmm. so she has somebody checking right now on the house all the time just to make sure everything's okay mm-hmm. this is one less thing she has to worry about them checking she'll always know if the furnace is working if she were to have this And what if you've got a like a, a summer vacation home Right. For example, or a cottage where you've got nest installed, you've got a, an air conditioner, and you look at your nest on your app and you say, oh, the temperature right now is pretty hot at the cottage. We're going to hit the road. We're going to be there in an hour. Let's turn on the air conditioner. Huh. Let's get it cooled down to a comfortable temperature so that when we arrive, it's already set. But right. yet when we're not there through the week, we can turn it off. That's mm-hmm. cool, right? Now, the motion back on. detection... Um, Settings. Mm-hmm. Is there like a pet mode where it doesn't read below a certain height? <laughs> I, you know what? Honestly, I'm not sure how that works. I know when I enter the room, it goes off. When my dog, who's you know up a little past my knees, comes in, it doesn't go it, off. Okay, it doesn't turn on. And that may just be that your thermostat is up this high and it's like a eye level thing. Mm-hmm. But okay. I don't know the technical end of that, how that works. But, but that's cool that it doesn't get mm. set off by pets. Exactly, and it knows from, you know, it's going to know if you've been away from the house for 20 minutes that obviously there's, you know, somebody, you're away. Right. right? And you can cool. set that all, all yourself. So just really quickly looking at the settings here, let's jump in. Um, I really like the fact that you can control things a lot nicer, uh, a lot more specifically. And because of the eco mode here, when I'm away from the house, when everyone is out of the house, it switches to that mode and it just instantly starts saving energy. Um, so by that, now we, we did a little bit of a test and I'm not sure how I would pull that up on here. If I can see my, my test on here. Let's see. Nope. Not there. But what we did is we ran a bit of a test to see how it, uh, how it looked um, as far as energy savings. And okay. the day that I set, it, um, set up eco mode and then we went to family member's house, it shows us the breakdown of our usage. And we were about, um, I would say about an, uh, an eighth, maybe a tenth of, uh, of the usage was knocked off. Oh, so, wow. So we had already saved about maybe up to 10% of our uh, our heating bill. That's awesome. That day, because we weren't home, so we didn't need it to be super comfortable at home. Hmm. So there you have it. I mean, it's it's pretty simple to set up, eh? Is there anything that you want to see? How easy is it to install? That's a great question. Real simple, actually. And, uh, you'll see <laughs> from the from the instructions, it was actually, it's like a little booklet. 
a little okay. pamphlet, and you take out your old thermostat. There's only a few wires there. Right. It tells you where to put them, and then it programs itself and gets everything up and going, and you just follow the prompts for the apt app, and it, it was in and up, like, uh, I don't know, half hour kind of thing. So you program it through the, through the app? Through the app or on the screen. Yeah. Oh, okay. So and it's all it's all there. So you can actually see here. Let's see if I can do it in the app. I believe I can see the current wiring. So if I go into technical info here, do I see? Let's see here. I just want to check that there's nothing that's um, that's private here. Equipment. Here we go. I've got an air filter reminder that will automatically tell me. It has safety features that will automatically make sure that the house is always over 4 degrees Celsius. Okay. So that we don't have any kind of issues with um, um, freezing pipes, things like that. Right. Okay. So you can see how we set up the... So when I, when I hooked everything up, it shows me where to plug everything in. This is in the app. Okay, and it shows once it's connected, it says equipment detected. And you saw kind of as I was going through this process, I was posting things on Twitter. Yes, equipment detected, and it's super cool. So there it is. So you've got all the contacts, and it shows you where to put them. I've got three contacts, and that's it. Everything else is done over the Wi Fi. So it works really, really well. So easy to set up, really, really neat from a perspective of um, saving some money. I'm going to report back after, I would say, a couple of months where we can really see our energy bill and, and how this has affected things. Yeah. Uh, but check it out. You can go over to our website, cat5.tv slash nest, N-E-S-T, and you can pick up one of those or just simply learn more information about it uh, through the information that is provided for you there. Good times. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and hey, if you've got some questions about Nest or anything else that you've seen here tonight, uh, make sure you post us uh, a comment. Just sign your name below and your question there, or pop us an email live at category5.tv, and either Jeff or Sasha here will get those and uh, pass them along. And let us know what you think of the new set. Already in the chat room, I'm seeing some people who are liking it, which is good. Yes. Excellent. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Nice to be a part. This is comfortable. Yeah. How do you like standing up? I, I stand for a living. I have a standing I, desk. I just noticed the clock, and I'm like, cool. I can even see like, as yeah. I look over my shoulder. We're five minutes over time. That's right. Working yeah. overtime. So, yeah, you, you typically stand up. I so stand. After a long yes. Wednesday, and do you mind standing for another hour and Oh, half? I don't mind. Okay. Not at all. I like it. This be good. Yeah. So, yeah, and I like this because I can sit here and get a few extra steps in. That's what I was thinking. I was yep. like, I'm, you notice I'm kind of standing here going like this. It's, right. It's not because yeah. I'm hip. Uh, let's see. Because I'm I, I will say today on my lunch so break, my on the there table. was a little uh, chatter on our little, you know, Cat5 team chat. Mm. Everybody was talking back and forth. And I was trying to keep up with the conversation. And I couldn't because I was on a treadmill. So, <laughs> it's having a real and hard I'm like, time. have you got your insoles in? We're going to be standing tonight. <laughs> I know. So that I pretty much, I've hit my goal, so good. we're good. Good. See, and just um, for Christmas, my wife got me the uh, Samsung Gear 2 nice. watch. Nice. And just on the show alone, I've added 400 steps, just my, my little, right bit, here? little bits of moving. Now, I'm sure some of it is my hands going back and sure, forth. Sure, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, just that counts as a step. That yeah, still I'm counts moving. as something. Yeah, yeah. works. <laughs> it's like any, five calories. Whoop. Any tiny little bit of motivation to keep people, like, going and moving and healthy, I mm-hmm. am in. You yeah. know, my wife looks at me and, and she says she literally like this is my my screen so this is my phone so 3033 steps that's what it shows me in the middle there oh no it's not that's bad what for I a did job today. where you're sitting down for the I, most part i sit down for the most part but i did hit uh 8500 that's right over uh, christmas on one day yeah, yeah one day i hit 8500 steps and well i was done. pretty impressed with that right. but my wife says what's the point 
Like, you sit at a desk all day. What's the point in having the step counter? And I've just got it on my phone. You know what the point is? How, like you say. How great it feels. How motivational. It's a yeah. How motivational it is when you actually hit your goal and you want to do it again. Here's right? the thing. I sit at a desk all day long and I look at that and I see I've only taken 3,000 steps today. Right. I'm going to take the dog for a walk when I get home. Exactly. Where's my motivator if I don't know that information? It's true. I may not ever think of it. I may just, you know, oh, I stood up all night. I'm good. It's good for accountability, too. I actually had it set up for the first little bit because I was just starting to walk to work mm. where I was emailing an accountability partner my weekly results mm. so that I stayed accountable and did walk to and from work. It's for real. I got the screenshots. Exactly. Mm-hmm. See, so. mine, will, mine will post to Facebook, but I ain't doing that. You're, oh, don't do that. You're not no. Gonna, <laughs> no. Are you poking fun at me because of my, my uh, how many, click? How many clicks I've done? How many I've times done? I've typed? You've typed way, no, way more. No, so you type way more steps than I step. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I, do, I, do, uh, I also have um, code stats as well. So as I code, it kind of keeps track of that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, there we go. There it is. Folks, it happened. Wow. Oh, yeah. December 27th. That is beautiful, Ravi. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. I took a screenshot because I'm just that much of a nerd. See, I, our, our house is a four-level side split, oh, so helps. we've got little sets of flights of stairs, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how often I travel those stairs until yeah. over the Christmas holidays. I think it was when we were, I think it was on Christmas Day. Just running back and forth and moving mm. presents and cleaning up and all that kind of sure, stuff. Yeah. With all the times I went <laughs> hit those steps, uh, my watch is like, hey, good job. You've gone through 69 flights today. Yeah. I'm like, what? Oh. That's a whole lot of steps. Does it have right. a GPS? You are a stair does it master. Know your altitude? It does. Like, I don't actually know how it figures it out. It does it do that. It does some sort of pressure analysis or yeah. something. Yeah. So it know. says today I've walked 17 floors. That's amazing. So, which oh, I didn't realize it, it does. It's about maybe right. it's like my drone. It's the. the uh, the the CS twenty something, I don't know. One of my drones has a. It doesn't have a GPS, but it has altitude hold cool. based on barometric pressure. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it uses that kind of a technology. I have no clue. It's really cool. but it's kind of neat. When I first got my Fitbit, I would brush my teeth walking up and down the stairs in my apartment. Like, because you with have your, to brush with the hand that's holding the <laughs> that has the Fitbit, because that counts as extra steps. Well, no. <laughs> but you, you have to you have to brush your teeth for two minutes anyway, so you might as well do the stairs for two minutes while you're doing that. I lose a lot of Bam. steps because I don't shampoo. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, nothing up there, folks. This is just going downhill. We gotta real do fast. something about these lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, it is all the time that we have anyway. So <laughs> hey. Comment below. Give us a thumbs up, please, and thank you. And thank you, everybody, for supporting Category 5 TV as well. You do that through our partner links uh, by purchasing things on Amazon, eBay, and other partners. So go over to Category5.tv. You'll see a Support Us button on the menu, and you can follow our partner links there. Great way to help us out. Also, your contributions through Patreon and PayPal through our tip jar makes a huge difference, and we greatly appreciate it. Please do keep it coming. We're a little short for February rent. And uh, we are volunteers here, and, uh, and we appreciate everybody who stands by us. And uh, that keeps us on the air, keeps us going, and keeps us strong so that we can keep doing this. Mm-hmm. We're looking forward to everything that's to come in 2017. Yes. That's right. It's going to be a fun year, folks. Well, you guys have a good couple of weeks. I'm going to be gone. Oh, what are you doing? I'm hanging out in Hawaii. Oh! Watching all the Category 5 Are you yes. Skyping us or anything like that? Uh, if my wife will let me Skype in. So we're not going to hear from you. Probably not. (laughs) Okay. No. 
I'll be swimming <laughs> with Enjoy the your sharks. mojito. Swimming with the fishes. Yeah. Yep, it's true. <laughs> there is shark diving. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm going to be snoobing. Have a fun time. Snoo- uh, snooba. Snooba. Snoo- scuba. Scuba. It's, it's snorkeling, but like scuba because there's a tank that floats on the water and you're allowed to go down. Are like, you tethered? Yeah, you're tethered to the line. Oh, okay. So I can stay underwater. So you have like a snorkel that is tethered up to yeah. the... so I can stay underwater for up to 30 minutes. Nice. So it's scuba. It's like Houdini. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It's like scubaing without the scuba. Mm. Very cool. That scuba. is very cool. Have fun. Send pictures. Be safe. Do you have an underground... Ca- uh, underground. An underground, <laughs> <laughs> underground yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. We'll work underground. I have an SJ Cam 4000. <clears throat> SJ 4000. So you're going to bring yeah. it, take some shots. Absolutely. Share it? Yep. Okay, good. Yep. And then I'm going to come back and it'll be all lobster red. Nice. Because I burn. Gonna match your hair. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah. Actually, I'll make my hair look light. Neat. I'll be that. Be like, oh, your hair is gray. Yeah, pretty much. It's 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 bad. Yeah. (gasps) Yep. Joys of being a ginger. (laughs) Well, hey, have a fantastic week. Sasha and I will be here next week, and we'll let you know uh, about five minutes before the show who's going to be (laughs) co-hosting. A lot of uh, great folks that are going to be involved this year, and uh, we're looking forward to having everybody here. So, take care. Have a great week. Thanks. See ya. Happy New Year. Good night.